Indeed. And, of course, uh, the story uh, that came out uh, during the week uh, regarding the Thatch College and what happened, Cottage, excuse me, uh, what happened there, uh, a terrible story. It really was. Uh, and there is so much going on. There's also National Disability Employment Awareness Month uh, we're going to talk about with our next guest. You know him well, the Bell Laws Group's own Mr. Uh, Jonathan Bell, labor attorney, employment attorney extraordinaire. Sir, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing great, Jay. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, my friend. Lots going on uh, regarding a catering manager getting his sentence uh, six years behind bars in one of these forced labor schemes. Uh, that went on. You know, you and I have spoken about some of this stuff prior, but uh, this one kind of accentuates uh, a very terrible situation in Centerport at the old Thatch uh, Cottage there, John. Yeah, absolutely, Jay. As you know, I've been doing employment litigation for over 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, catering halls have always been a cesspool of violations such as minimum wage, um, sometimes the house keeping tips they shouldn't have kept, uh, things of that nature. But this is the worst I've seen. And this goes to show you that, yeah. you know, after a certain point, if you put aside the civil lawsuits, there could actually be some criminal implications as there was here. I mean, my understanding based upon the news that I've read with respect to this, uh, catering hall, they weren't paying anything at all. Forced labor forcing them to sleep in horrible conditions, working a ridiculous number of hours, and uh, and in the end, to the extent that the people complained, they would force, they would threaten to get them uh, deported or or threaten physical harm. So uh, the deplorable conditions actually led to a six-year sentence. Unbelievable. And, uh, you know, listen... Is uh, Robert uh, Villanueva really kind of represents the worst. And what he did, folks, was he exploited uh, his victims' immigration status. You know, he promised them everything. You know, the old American dream there, John, apparently. But instead, he threatened arrest or even to, you know, make sure they were deported if they did not work, uh, you know, for him, slave labor type, uh, 16 hours a day plus, you know, and often unpaid, by the way, you know, uh, and having these individuals, you know, sleep on these mattresses from what you're in is horrible. Uh, Bug-infested mattresses, covered in garbage bags, sometimes no heat, no hot water. I mean, you know, and this guy was the worst of the worst. That's right, Jack. I could tell you out of the thousands of cases that we've represented, both on behalf of employees and employers, I'd say 30% of them have to do with uh, uh, immigrants, uh, people who don't have status here in the U.S. And both employees and employers don't realize that they still have rights uh, under both federal law and New York labor law. So even if you're uh, hiring uh, immigrants, which technically is illegal, you're not allowed to, uh, that doesn't mean that you can uh, pay them incorrectly, um, not in accordance with the law, and, 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 and believe they don't have legal standing to sue. They certainly do. Uh, and here uh, is uh, the 
example of even though it's not a civil matter, uh, they'll, you know, the, the U.S. government will still take these cases on to protect people who are not even legal citizens. Hi, John Bell with us. And that really kind of accentuates right now what's going on in our country where you have a lot of migrants uh, that have been, uh, you know, bused to areas around the country, cities and whatnot. A lot of questions as far as where do they go, what do they do, where do they sleep. Uh, and this is a prime example is that the fact is, no matter what you think of these individuals or the policies and everything else, they still have a right. They still have rights as far as, you know, how you treat somebody, you know. And I think sometimes that gets lost in all this stuff. This is kind of a prime example of what happened in Singapore. Yeah, I mean, you, you know where I see it a lot, Jay, is where people have have a nanny. You know, now uh, in our day and age, obviously, uh, both spouses work quite often, and 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 they have uh, a young family, young kids, and they'll they, they will hire an immigrant and pay them, make you know, have them sleep in the in, in the home either six or seven days a week, uh, have them work six or seven days a week, uh, you know, around the clock, and pay them uh, a flat fee in in cash. Uh, at the end of the week that doesn't meet the requirements of, of minimum wage. And a lot of families uh, get in trouble that way, and they're, they're shocked to find out that uh, these employees are, in fact, employees, and you have to follow uh, the New York labor law and, and, the, uh, and the federal laws. So um, just you know, a heads-up to your listeners, if you have any employees, whether they work in your home, or not, and they uh, are legal or not legal. You gotta you, you gotta follow uh, the the labor laws and the FLSA and other federal laws because you you could open yourself up to huge liability. And it's not just liability for your company. This is personal liability as well. You can't escape this by filing bankruptcy or closing your company and opening up a new company. For that route, but you're making a very good point there, my friend. Uh, so, you know, be careful how you operate. No question. John Bell with us, Bell Law Group. All right, let's get into the month as far as awareness, uh, John. National Disability Employment Awareness Month. As uh, we celebrate uh, many a contribution to the workplace, the economy, the nation, uh, made by uh, disabled Americans, and uh, recommitting to kind of promoting equal opportunity uh, for all folks out there. Very important we highlight this, right? Yeah, the National Disability Employment Awareness Month is also known as NADIEM, and uh, there's always a, a lot of events going on across the country, including here in Long Island. As, as a matter of fact, there's one today from Access VR, which helps place people with disabilities uh, in uh, in local jobs here in Long Island. It's a great organization that I'm a part of. And uh, listen, Jay, it's very important to recognize this, this group of people. People have said in the past that, People with disabilities are the most loyal employees you could have. And unfortunately, whatever comes down to a recession, such as what happened during COVID, people with disabilities were the first to be fired um, uh, quite often times. So there's the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 that passed in the federal government for federal employees and basically stating that if there's any discrimination, that, there, that the organizations won't get federal funding. And then, of course, you have uh, President Bush in 1990 passing the Americans with Disability Act that basically make, made it uh, illegal to discriminate against somebody based upon a disability. And with respect to employment, that goes with, with 
in hiring, firing, promotions, uh, things of that nature. And in addition to that, to the extent an employee can perform the essential functions of his job, all they needed is accommodation. If the accommodation is reasonable, the employer has to give it. So the diem not only recognizes the employees who go out there, get a job, and contribute to the workforce, but it also recognizes the employers who are hiring these individuals with disabilities, and we need to celebrate those uh, companies and organizations as well. And Truman started it all uh, way back. Uh, I think it was in 1945 that was, you know, this whole thing of establishing the uh, National Disability Employment Awareness Month and really kind of issued that first call nationally uh, for disabled folks to, you know, get access to all opportunities, you know, that type of thing. We have a long way to go still. I mean, even reading John recent studies, you know, that folks with disabilities, especially productive, we know they are and motivated. But they still have a harder time getting a job, you know, promotion, fair pay, that whole thing. I mean, that's still, uh, you know, there is still a big gap there, correct? A huge gap there. And what a lot of people don't understand is not only is that illegal, but uh, a lot of organizations get in trouble with the reasonable accommodation process. They just don't understand it. And that's why I always recommend that they work closely with a lawyer, because what happens is when an employee requests an accommodation, the employer doesn't understand their duties. You know, you know, the employee doesn't even have to say reasonable accommodations. There are times where the employee uses certain verbiage where the employer should presume they're requesting a reasonable accommodation. And there's something called the interactive process that we've discussed before, Jay, where it's a requirement. So, in other words, if an employee comes to you and says, listen, I need a reasonable accommodation, I have a disability, and this is what I'm requesting, sometimes the employer just says, no, that's not reasonable, and they deny it. Instead of saying, okay, well, that's not reasonable, but we could do A, B, and C, and would that work within your restrictions? And there has to be some some uh, interactive dialogue between the employer and the employee. It's not a matter of granted or denied. So sometimes employers may not necessarily intend on discriminating against an employee, but they just don't understand their role in the process. Um, it's gone on way too long, John, no question. And there is plenty of room uh, for improvement, but uh, that's what awareness is all about, and that's the uh, Declaration of National uh, Disability uh, Employment Awareness Month. So we'll keep an eye on that, and hopefully we have uh, or will close the gap as far as the years uh, that will be in play here. No question about it. Uh, Mr. Bell, always a pleasure to have you. Jonathan Bell, the Bell Law Group, Bell uh, LG.com. Please go to the website, check it all out. Great, great information regarding John and what he has done. Uh, can't thank you enough, my friend. Well, always appreciate it, Jay. Happy Friday and have a great weekend. You got it. The great Jonathan Bell.